Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. We are heading towards the end of November, which means we're going into the start of December, which then means we're going to head into 2024. And what normally happens around December, Jan, is there is an influx of people, especially in January, the new year, new me type of people. There's nothing wrong with that, but I've noticed a pattern now going into my fifth year next year of coaching. I've noticed a pattern of why this happens and why it just dies off in a month and then every year it just keeps happening again. And I've boiled it down to three reasons why people kind of don't stick around or why they're not achieving their goals. And what I've noticed is motivation is so high during December. Why is it so high? Because Christmas is coming up. There's going to be, obviously, summer's also coming up. The weather's going to be nice. There's going to be plenty of outdoor things to do, plenty of festivities, Christmas parties for work, probably trips planned. And it's a happy period for people. And when something is happy and the period is happy, then people can turn to feeling like or wanting to change their life. And things like, Next year, I'm going to start going to the gym. Next year, I'm going to start eating healthier. Next year, I'm going to stop smoking. Next year, I'm going to stop drinking. All these things end up going through someone's head. And once that whole December elation month of happiness dies off by probably mid-Jan, and when shit gets tough again and time is constrained, then people end up kind of going back to square one and then getting really sucked into normal life, day-to-day life, the the mundane part of life without all the little holidays and uh, Santa giving out his presents. So we'll talk about that on today's episode and get into the nitty-gritty of my three beliefs on why people don't achieve their goals. Stick around. Welcome back. How crazy is it that the time just flies? And the older you get, the faster it gets. I remember being in high school and a year feeling like forever. And year seven feeling like forever. I mean, year eight and year nine. And now years are just flying. Especially, you know, life has happiness and absurdity are, are things that you can't, they're inseparable from one another. It's, you know, you're going to have happiness and absurdity in life, and that's just the way it is. And time waits for no man. That shit just flies. So the older I get, the more I realize how precious time is. And the things that I used to do as a kid, I actually don't like to do anymore. I don't like to play video games much. I don't like to watch TV as much. And even then, I I still catch myself wasting time. But I remember when I was in university and spending, fuck, like five hours playing FIFA a night, but I I had nothing else to do. I just went to uni, I went to the gym, I played football with my friends, hung out with friends and just played video games. Like that's all I did with my life. And then as I got older and realized that you can't do that for the rest of your life because once you leave home, life becomes real. I realized that time does not wait for anyone. The show goes on. And it's one of the things I love to do as well. When I go traveling, I like to just sit down and watch just just for, for a little bit of time, 
on my holidays, watch the world go by, watch people live. Because when you think about it, if you do or you don't, things will still eventuate to something around you, whether you're here or not, there or somewhere else. Things will just keep happening. And it's one of those things where whether you're alive or not, they will still happen. So be very, very precious with your time and who you spend it with and what you spend it doing. Because as you get older, that time is just going to, you know, click your fingers and it's gone. And it's one of those funny things when you're growing up, especially when I was like 17, 18, and someone who's 40, 45, 50 says, oh, I wish I was 17 again or 18 again, how time's flown. You just don't understand. You're just like, you're all right, shut up. But then you get older and you realize, oh, shit, you are now becoming that person. And then you're realizing that, oh, my God, they were right. Time does fly. It's one of those things where when, same as when someone gives you advice about something, like don't do this, and my experience was was X, Y, Z with this, and then you just you don't take on that advice until it actually happens to you. So sometimes, yeah, I don't know if I'm giving you advice or not, but time is precious and use it wisely. And that's something as well that I noticed with a lot of people coming into the gym about complaining about how busy they are and how right now is not the time to do what they want to do, how they're going to delay it for next year, how it's the typical, like, I'm going to start tomorrow, I'm going to start next week, or I'm going to start when XYZ is aligned. But you're always going to be busy, especially when you get older. You're just going to get busier and busier, especially when you start having a family and you start having a mortgage. You, Your time becomes... You don't have gaps in your day when you used to have gaps in your day. Just all those gaps are filled. So you saying you're busy, you're never going to not be busy. That's just how it is. It's just up to you to make time for the things that you want and also there's things that you want, but there's also things that you're going to need. And the way I see your health, if you don't put yourself first, then you can't be there as the best possible version of yourself for your family, for your friends, for your partner, for your children, for the job that you do. If you are not, and look, it's hard to be the best version of yourself. And I just think it's an endeavor to become and try to get close to that best version of yourself and if you try to get to that then you can be the best for everyone else and everyone else will feed off that but if you're 40% of your potential then everyone around you is, is going to also absorb that and that's just not in my opinion it's not good enough that's going to make your life difficult that's when you're going to have start having complications with like your health and your relationships and your job there's so many things that deteriorate once you are not at least a good version of yourself and again, I think I'm on a bit of a rant, but I'm, I'm going to circle back to what I want to talk about today. And it's three reasons why I think people aren't achieving their goals. And I have noticed over the years coaching, I'm going into my fifth year, that these are the main reasons why people don't achieve their goals. And you can't have one without the other. You have to have all three. All three happen. It's not just rule number one or two or three. They all happen together. And again, this is in, in no order. I'm just going to speak one by one out of the three. The first reason why I think people don't achieve their goals is because they don't follow their plan. They don't follow the plan or their plan or whatever plan or structure has been created. They don't follow it. 
Now, what I mean by that is when you get a coach, especially if you get a good coach, they're going to break down your goal. It's very easy to say, I'm going to lose five kilos or I want to be able to deadlift 200 kilos. It's very easy to say that. The whole point is you come in, you give me a goal and me as a coach, I have to say, all right, we are here right now. You want to be over here. In between, we have all these things that we need to do that we need to tick off for you to get to that goal. Do you think that you have what it takes to achieve that goal? Do you think us working together will help you achieve that goal? Yes? Cool. These are the things that you need to do now to achieve that goal. So as the coach, I provide the information, the the arsenal. I give you the, the tools, the arsenal of, of weapons that you, you have at your disposal to use to attack your goal. Now, why I give you the weaponry and not, you know, lead you to, to water. Well, eventually I do kind of lead you to water and you, you have to you have to drink, but I don't hold your hand for the rest of the day. So these things that we've set out, when I'm with you, we do what we do together. I give you all the the help possible. Then it's up to you to stick to that plan. And now no one's gonna stick to the plan 100 percent And I always tell people that you're gonna you're gonna make some mistakes along the way, and that's fine. You're going to crave certain things and you're going to you know, have a few bumps and hurdles. And again, that's fine. That's completely normal. But if you're ticking the majority of the boxes, if you're doing the things that we've set out to do most of the time, then you are going to achieve your goal. But if we've set out a plan to eat right, to sleep right, to come into the gym, but you're not following the plan, let's say if you're not tracking your macros or uh, eating enough food in a day or eating less food than you should be eating in a day or even ticking off your programs, then all I can do is hold you accountable and hold you accountable and try to figure out ways to get more out of you, essentially. But unfortunately, it's it's not always going to be the case. A lot of people aren't going to do what you set out to do because it's fucking hard. It's not, it's not easy from having a sedentary lifestyle or having shitty habits for quite a few years to just turn that around overnight. It takes years. Well, most of the time you can probably turn around a lot of habits in months, but to get to a sustainable, this is my life type of thing, that's going to take you a year or more. And I've had clients where we've set out a goal, maybe three times a week training, enter your stuff into the app, Please take photos of your food so I can see how everything's going and what you're eating. No matter what you eat, chuck it in there. I don't care if it's a chocolate bar. I don't care if it's a McDonald's. I don't care. Just chuck it in there. And they do it for a week. And then next week, they might come in for one training session on their own and they might take some pictures of their food, but then they won't for the rest of the day. And then we'll discuss like, what's going on. It's like, oh, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm embarrassed of what? Well, I'm embarrassed because, you know, I'm eating some shit food and I, I don't want you to, you know, just judge me. I'm not here to judge. My whole point is to help you out. And if you don't allow me to help you out, then I can't help you out. And unfortunately, what happens with people like that is they eventually kind of hit a wall. They don't achieve their goals or get close to it. There is no small wins even. Even as a coach, when you try to break break things down, it, it, it eventually hits a wall. And that's when number two comes into play. Again, it's all interchangeable. There is no first, second, third, but they all interchange with each other. Number two is you're probably not being honest with your coach. 
And if you're probably not being honest with your coach, more or less, you are not going to be achieving your goals or you probably will be at a percentage, but it's going to take you a bloody long time, a very long time. Probably not even close to the time that you want to achieve it in. And it's a waste for you and it's a waste for your coach. And what do I mean by not being honest with your coach? Well, I mean what I said before about whatever you eat, tell your coach. If you had a shit weekend, tell your coach. If you went out with your friends and you racked lines of cocaine for eight hours straight, you didn't sleep Saturday Saturday night, you've been up all Sunday morning because you've been up at Tramp and you missed out on your session on Monday, you know, there's actually nothing wrong with telling your coach that because your coach can then say, all right, now I get why well, you have no energy today. Now I get why you know, you've know you dropped two, three kilos because you've fucking, you haven't eaten anything, you just snorted uh, substances. That is what you should be doing. And your coach is not going to be telling their mates, like, oh, mate, Tim the other day, when I coached him, he says just racked 15 lines and he went to jungle. You're not going to say that. That's You have a confidentiality kind of agreement with your clients. You don't tell your friends about your clients. You just don't, especially things that are private like that. If you are not honest with your coach, you're not going to get the best out of the service. It's it's one of those things. It's like seeing a psychologist. You go to a psychologist, you don't just sit down and just beat around the bush. You know, you kind of circle this elephant in the room. The whole point of a psychologist is to be non-biased and you tell them exactly what's on your mind and he's not going to slap you in the face. He's not going to yell at you. He's not going to scream at you. He's just going to be like, oh, okay, this is what you've said and he's going to relay that information to you and then it's going to make you think in a different way and hopefully connect some different neural pathways in your brain that next time you have this same thought or situation, you're going to be like, oh, wait a second. It's actually not that bad. Same as your weekend. That's not that bad. Maybe if you're doing it every week, we might need to have a chat. But if it's every now and then, it's not not, not that bad. You know, sometimes I have clients have three, four beers after work because they had a stressful day. And I tell them, hey, that's okay because you've had a stressful day. Don't beat yourself up about it because then you're going to binge. Because if you don't drink for two, three weeks and you're restricting yourself so much from being able to drink when you normally have one on the weekend, you're going to have a day where you smash a whole slab of beers. Again, that wouldn't happen if we were just open and transparent and found ways around this. How do we work around this? Hey, everyone, just letting you know that I've got a few more spots available for face-to-face coaching, Essendon and South Melbourne Good Life. They are the areas and the gym. And also, I'm taking on a few more clients for online coaching. So if you've been on the fence about coaching in general, get in touch with me via the link in my bio, or you can DM me, and let's get the ball rolling. All right, back to the podcast. So I've noticed that that is a huge factor, is the miscommunication or the lack of communication between client, their life, and the coach. The coach holds no judgment. I've heard some shit from my clients, and honestly, I should charge more because I love delving deep into psychology of people and and how I can help them because I've I've taken on so much, uh, almost like a trauma dump of not all my clients but certain clients, where it's been whoa, it's been a lot, and I've and I've tried my best to you know help them out, and it has helped them out. But it comes to a point where you know I'm just a trainer, I'm just a coach. Sometimes there's things that I cannot help you with where maybe the only one they can help you with is a psycho- psychologist or a therapist. 
But everything else, I try my best. So be as honest as possible. Just be truthful. And again, the next one, they all link together. It's like this big circle that's just, there's no Venn diagram. It's just all together in the same circle. They all link up. And the last one is, are you being honest with yourself? Are you lying to yourself? And this is this hits home for me as well. And I think it hits home for a lot of people because we've all lied to ourselves. We have. I have never met anyone who's stuck to their word with every single thing. We've all lied to ourselves. We've all said we're going to do something and we haven't done it. We all push something to a certain day and we're going to do it. And that day we haven't done it. We've all let ourselves down. And it's also taken me a long time to have more integrity in what I say and what I do, because as I've gotten older, character is really important. And I heard this yesterday, actually. And when you lose money, you lose nothing. When you lose health, you lose something. But when you lose character, you lose everything. And character is all you have. Character is who you are as a person. So if your words don't align with your actions, then you're, you're going to be seen as a, a shady, shifty person. And when I went traveling in, in Japan, for example, when we have a job here, we disconnect ourselves from our jobs. If I'm a trainer, I don't just think I am a trainer. This is my life. This is all I am. Someone's a sparky. They don't think, you know, like I have to be tip top at my job because it's a big reflection of who I am. We don't, we don't have that mentality in, in the Western world. You know, I like to, I like to be as good as possible with my job because I think my job reflects who I am as a person. But most people in Western society, their job is just a means to make money. That's all it is. But in Japan or just in Eastern culture, from people sweeping the streets to train conductors to sushi chefs, everyone takes such pride in their jobs. Because it's not just a job. It's not just, I get paid for this. But it's a reflection of their character and who they are as a person. And if they perform poorly or they don't present well in their job, they see that as a representation of their character. And I think that's how it should be. If you are doing something for eight, nine hours a day, sometimes people do 10, 11, 12 hours a day, most of the time that people see you will be while you're doing your job unless they're your friends or your partner or your family. But most of the time, people will see you doing your job and they will judge your character based on who you are at work. And yeah, work can suck at certain times and it can be good at certain times. That's why, you know, sometimes when people meet you for the first time and you've had a shitty day at work, they're just going to think you're a, a bit of a shit cunt. But who you are at work is what people are going to judge you for. And I try to be the same at work, outside of work. Obviously, I try to you know, watch some of the things I say. I, try, I, don't, I don't try to be too outspoken at work or with my clients. But my character and my personality and my jokes and my energy is the same. And I think that's something that we could really learn and take from Eastern culture because at the end of the day, your job is a big part of your identity because – you know, in a waking day, let's say 16 hours is your waking day because you sleep for eight hours. Half your half your day, at least half your day is your job. That's eight hours. So half your day, you know, you're on show for most people. You don't need to pretend to be someone else, but just be nice and be yourself. Now, going back to being honest to yourself 
instead of instead of lying to yourself. It's such a difficult thing for us to take ownership and accountability for our decisions, our actions, our mistakes. And it's very easy to play the victim and point the finger. And I think the only place we should point the finger, well, at least first and foremost, is point a finger directly to a mirror and look at who's pointing. And that's us. Most of the issues that we have, most of the solutions that we have to the problems that we have is deep inside of us. We seek elsewhere for either validation, either approval, or to blame and, and victim shame and just point the finger. But it's us who is in charge of our lives. Sometimes things do happen to us and we can't control it. And that's that's life. You know, the things that we can't control, we just can't control. Most of the time we can control a lot of things. And that is what we feel on the inside, how we react to certain situations. That is in our control. Our responsibility for our own actions and accountability for our own actions is what we are, are capable of. Now, what do I mean by that? I'll give you an anecdotal story of me growing up and my my experience with football. Growing up as a kid, my parents were very busy with work and I used to help them out a lot. So they really couldn't take me anywhere for sports. So I, I loved football in school. I played it every day, recess and lunch. And I joined karate because karate was across the road from my house. So I didn't play football till 15. So I quit karate and I told my parents, I'm going to walk to a club that's that's close to me. And I did. I joined a club about a 40-minute walk from my house. And I used to walk there twice a week and then games on the weekend. And I loved the game. I, I, I was so happy to finally join a team. And it's difficult to play football when you haven't been coached at a, at a young age. So I did a lot of practice on my own. I researched a lot on the internet. Did a lot of, again, a lot of training, and I tried my best to be as good as I possibly can without much coaching. And through my time playing under 16s and under 18s, playing reserves in Division One in my second year of playing, which is when I think about it, it's insane. Uh, that was a very high league. This is equivalent to NPL two today, and training with the seniors every now and then. Technically, I had some good technique, but but tactically wise, I, I had no idea. I just was never coached, so I was very, very raw. And most of the time after games, what my, my old man would tell me, what his feedback would be, it would be stuff like, it was a tough game because you had two people marking you, or this game was tough because your team didn't pass you the ball enough, or oh, it, it, it was crap because the other team was so good. And then... For quite a few years, I developed this mindset of inadvertently lying to myself by putting the blame on other people. So if I played a bad game, I would blame my players for not passing me the ball. If I got taken off 60th minute or 70th minute, I'll blame the coach for making a poor decision. Everything that I used to do when I played poorly, I would blame someone else. And when I used to play well, I would praise myself. And I realized that, especially going getting older, now looking in hindsight at those years, 
I didn't have anyone around me to give me that mentality that I'm trying to give you today is that you are in charge of your mistakes. You are in charge of what you react to around you. And in those situations, if my dad could change what he said to me instead of saying, oh, you had two players marking you or the team was too good, he could have said, what could you have done better today? What did you do poorly? What did you do well? Because you could have done better and you should have done better. And that would make me think more about what I could do, the implications of myself in the game, rather than me pointing the finger and thinking I'm the best player in the team. And that took me quite a while to learn and develop myself, the understanding that, oh, I spent so many years pointing the finger at other people when I should have been pointing the finger at myself and taking ownership for the way I played the game. And that's just one aspect of my life. You take ownership in every single aspect of your life, and you have to. You have to take ownership in every single aspect, whether that be at your work. If someone's being an idiot or if someone is is letting the team down, you know, you can't control that. You can just control how you react to that and what you do. If your friends aren't being good friends, if they're not being supportive, you can't point the finger. You can't control them. You can just control how you react to that. Same as if your partner is being a little bit shitty. Again, you can't control them. You can control how you react to that. You can control how you speak to them. But sometimes pointing the finger never solves anything. It just doesn't. And the people that I've worked with that struggled, that really fucking struggled to get anything out of their training, to get anything out of the things that they've spoken about, to get anything out of the things that we've agreed on, what happened with those people is they failed to take ownership. They failed to take accountability for themselves. They kept pointing the finger. They kept blaming their partners. They kept blaming me or other coaches. And once you're blaming multiple coaches, then the common denominator is actually you. That's, I don't want to say that's the problem, but essentially that's the problem. They don't take ownership and accountability for what they do, what they say. And essentially what that means is you are lying to yourself. And one of my favorite books is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And he has the accountability mirror. And he looks at himself in the mirror and you know he pretty much holds himself accountable, looks himself in the eyes and holds himself accountable. And it's funny, I actually do this quite a bit when I'm having things that are in my head and, you know, you don't look at yourself much in the day unless you're, you know, in the gym mirror and posing and doing selfies and stuff like that. But uh, me, not so much. You don't look at yourself much in the eyes. You know, you might look at how you're looking for the day. You might wash your face, brush your teeth, make sure you're tip top ready to go for the day. But you don't stare at your own self. You don't look into your own soul and it's confronting. That shit's confronting, man. Like when I look at myself in my eyes, I am staring into my soul and I try to be as honest with myself as possible. I try to say, hey, are you doing the shit that you set out to do? Are you sticking to the word that you have spoken to yourself? Why not? If you have, good. If you haven't, why not? What's what's going on? Because sometimes, you know, a lot of people won't pull you up in your shit and if they don't, and if you have good friends that do pull you up on your shit, that's fucking amazing. But if you don't, pull yourself up on your own shit. You have to do it. 
You know, you don't have to look in the mirror and start yelling at yourself. You can look in the mirror and just talk to yourself in your head. That's you have to hold yourself accountable for what you say because if you say one thing and do another thing, it it's just poor character. It, it really is poor character. Look, none of us are none of us are perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes, and you know, when you once you make those mistakes, you want to learn from your mistakes and become better. But if you keep making the same mistakes, they're just they're, they're never going to be a lesson because you never learn from them. So hold yourself accountable for your actions. Try to be as honest as possible with yourself. If you're not achieving X, Y, Z, talk to yourself. Be like, why is not? Why is it not happening? I, I don't understand. I, I've set out to do these things and it's not happening. And then you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, well, hang on. I didn't actually go to the gym this week. I ate shit every day. I got four or five hours of sleep. I watched TV for four hours. Everything that I said I'll do, I literally just pretended. It was this huge elephant in a room and I just didn't even look at it. You need to take ownership. And once you do, so many things in your life become much better. They just become much better because you end up respecting yourself. Because once you lie to yourself, you don't, you actually don't respect yourself. And if you don't respect yourself, who the fuck's going to respect you, man? Who's going to respect you? So yeah, stick to your word as best as you can. Try to respect yourself because if you don't respect yourself, no one else will. And that, in my opinion, those three things in conjunction with one another is the reason why people struggle. It is. It's the reason why people struggle. They'll come into the gym in January and I don't like to sell people shit. I I honestly don't. Like if you come into the gym and you give me your goals and you give me your obstacles and I try my best to show you a solution, this is what we're going to do. And if you complain like, "Mm, it's too much. Oh, I'm a bit busy now. Most of the time, 90% of the people that leave that consult, they never come back. Maybe even 95% never come back. And what's crazy is they come back the year after and they try again. They come back the year after and they try again and they try again and again and again. And no matter what good, no matter how good your sales tactic is, it's it's not about me making the sale and me selling it to you. You have to want it. You have to take ownership and accountability because I tell people all the time, these things aren't easy. These things are fucking hard. It's very easy to just sit at home, order Domino's and watch Netflix, put your feet up and wait till you clonk it on the couch and go to bed. It's so easy to do that. It's the easiest thing to do. It's the path of least resistance. The things that you want to do and the work that needs to be done is in the work that you don't want to be doing. That's just the way it is. And remember, the older you get, the busier you get the harder this shit gets. It gets harder. You know, if you're 40 and you haven't trained and you want to lose weight and you want to get stronger and you want to get fit, that's going to be fucking hard, man. Much harder than when you were 24, 25. Much harder. And yeah, people, people, they don't like hearing it. They don't like hearing the truth. And they come back in a year and they're 46 and they come back in a year, they're 47 and they just, you know what, I hate to say it, but people give up a lot. There's a, a lot more people give up than continue. And they're just the three things that I see that happens one all the time with people, new people, new members, new clients, people joining a gym, whatever. But most of the time with people joining the new year, new me, you know, they get their they get new shoes, they get a whole outfit, and then they get a 
work out from TikTok or Instagram or they just Google something or they get that strength app, you know, that free training app. And guess what, guys, man? I'm going to be honest with you. If a training app is free, it's most of the time it's pretty shit. <laughs> That's just, it's pretty shit. Stop being stingy. You know, if if you really want X, Y, Z and you want to learn something, someone's got to pay the money for it. And I spoke about it today about my groceries. I think I ended up spending 250 bucks, 300 bucks a week this week on my groceries. But I did buy good fruit, good veg, good meat from the market and a, a few things from Coles from my chili con carne. But that's the same as a coach. If you're paying 50 bucks for a coach or something for free, you're not going to get you're not going to get anything good. If you're paying more, you're going to get something most of the time. Most of the time, that's good and it's going to help you achieve your goals. If you're coming into the thing, into the gym and trying to do everything for free, it's quite difficult. It's really difficult because you have no idea what you're doing. You're throwing shit at a wall. Nothing is really sticking. And you don't understand the process of things. You don't understand the things that are going on in your head and what will go on in your head as you're training. You don't understand that training is not just lifting weights. And the, the moment people understand that is the moment they'll probably end up achieving something, getting some kind of win on the board. Gym isn't just lifting weights, getting big muscles. The mentality and the mindset that you have is huge. I think mentality and mindset is the number one thing when it comes to anything in life. Most of the, the things that you do are done in your head before they're done in real life. That's that's life. If your mentality and your mindset isn't switched on and you don't understand the process, then whatever goal you have, it's not really going to happen. It's probably going to be fleeting. You might achieve something small, but then you'll circle back to square one. Circle back to square one. That sounds pretty funny. Circle back to a square. It's like a square peg in a round hole type of thing. It's never going to work. It's never going to work. So if I can give you any advice today is stick to the plan. Be honest with your coach. If you don't have a coach, have your friend hold you accountable. Have your partner, have your family, have someone hold you accountable so they pull you up on your shit. Uh, hey, you said you want to go to the gym three times this week. You didn't go at all. Well, what are you doing? Oh, you said you were going to not drink this week. You drank Friday, Saturday night. What are you doing? It doesn't have to be a coach. It could be a friend, a family member, or a partner. And the last one, try to be honest with yourself. You live with yourself 24-7. It's you that goes to the toilet and shits on their own. It's you that drives a car to work in the morning in peak traffic. It's you that goes to sleep with your eyes closed, your mind is racing from all the shit that's happened in that day. It's you. It's no one else. There might be a person next to you in bed. There might be a person next to you at work. There might be a person knocking on a door waiting for you to take a shit. But it's always you, 24-7 you. No one else is stuck to you like you are. So try to work on those little things. Being more aware, being more present. That's all you can do. Be more aware, be present. Try to think when you're thinking. I know it sounds crazy, but be aware when you're thinking. Kind of have this outsider looking in type of thing. If you're thinking like, oh, I can't be fucking going to the gym today. Create a thought. Why do I feel like I don't want to go to the gym today? Is this aligning with who I want to be as a person? Is this aligning with the goal person I want to be? Well, no, it's not. So I'm thinking a different way, maybe because I'm scared, maybe because I'm so used to this thought. You know what? 
I'm going to be true to myself. I'm going to respect myself. And I'm going to do the thing that I set out to do, which is I am going to go to the gym today. And those little things, you will stack. You know, you're going to stack that. It's like a compound of of respect and stack of proof that you're changing the way you think. Well, that is me for today's episode. Hope you took something out of it today. You can do whatever you set out to do. You just have to believe it and you have to believe in what you say. But there is no belief in what you say if you don't do what you said you do. Again, we make mistakes. Sometimes we don't do what we say we do. But if you try to do what you say you do most of the time, then you will see that you surprise yourself, that you can do a lot more than you think. So thank you for listening. Have a lovely day or night wherever you're listening from. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.